A fresh scandal has rocked the NRL on the eve of the code season opener with two Bulldogs players stood down. The playing career of Ben Barber is in tatters this morning, possibly over from footy whiz kid to bad boy football star Todd Carney. It's what I'm known for. It's not Todd Carney, it's the bubbler. Mitchell Pearce was filmed engaging in a lewd act involving a dog. Yeah, I'd just like to reservedly apologise to everyone for my actions. Jared, are you concerned you're going to jail today? Tonight is the first night Hayne will spend behind bars, where he will remain until at least 2025. Welcome to the Dummy M podcast, where we look at all the shenanigans that happen in rugby league on and off the field. I am Biro, and I'm joined every week by my good mate T-Dog. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Biro. Uh, Father's Day recently, so okay. I just had celebrated my third Father's Day. It was lovely uh, and been a really enjoyable week. We're now in finals for the league, which is great. Very exciting. Did you? I'm assuming you watched the game last night? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And didn't Melbourne just show that they're a class above? And, and Tommy Turbo went missing. Yeah, well, he didn't go missing. It's just that every time he took a step, they essentially pounced on him. Yeah. They really shut him down. And uh, it was an enjoyable game. I predicted that Melbourne would win. I still think they're going to win the grand final, but I guess we'll, we'll see how that all goes. I would love it if the Eels somehow stumble our way into the final because we've beaten them twice this year and that would actually make a red-hot grand final. Uh, but that's just me as an Eels fan with wishful thinking. We are, in fact, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, we are actually going up to Rockhampton to watch the Eels play the Knights, my wife's team. So won't that be an interesting car ride on the way home? But we should talk about the show. Uh, our three Dummy M nominees this week are the 2021 Bulldogs. Haven't they had a great season? The Warriors from their last game last week where they had a bit of a punch on, a bit of a send-off, and Paul Green leaving the Queensland coaching job. On the show as well, we have Sydney comedian Christina Van Look, and we also announce our winners, and there's been a last-minute change. Yep, so the Dummy M team element yes. is wrapping up this week, and when you say last minute, it literally happened overnight. We had a new winner yesterday, today brand new winner as well, so find out all about that. But I guess we better start talking about our first nominee. The 2021 Bulldogs. Okay, so they've had a big year. They've done a lot of crazy stuff. Obviously, uh, Lachlan Lewis has represented himself quite well. Adam Elliott has now just been sacked. But there's been other things. There's been other indiscretions. So if you're going to wrap up the year, tell us all about the 2021 Bulldogs. I think where they finished on the ladder, to be honest, sums up, <laughs> sums up their year. Yep. They, as a team, until the last game, were outscored by Ruben Garrick from the Manly yeah. Seagulls. Like yep. He had literally scored more points than them the whole year. Yep. And then they went and beat the Tigers... 38-0 on the last game, yeah, which got them over the line, and, and their third win. Yeah, But that's a hard slog, B, right? You can imagine playing 24 games one, and one bye yep. and winning only three. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a record, but it's certainly uh, something not to be proud of. No. You know, we know that much. But it must be discouraging. It must be disheartening and how the coach has actually kept his spirits up. I know that they've done a great buy for next year, so they've, they've really sort of forward planned. And I think in one way, perhaps, the way that Trent's dealt with it is to sort of say, OK, let's put this season behind us and let's focus on 2022, which should be a good year. And it's really funny how that's been portrayed in the media because generally if you're a coach of a side that's only won three games, you know, you've got the full support of the board. You, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's been no mention of that. There's been no mention of replacing Trent Barrett yeah, at all. Yeah. Whereas you look, on the other hand, at the team that they beat 38-0 last week, yep. the Tigers, who finished above the Bulldogs, had a few more wins. There's all this talk about Michael Maguire. Is he going to survive? Yep. 
who's he being replaced by, you know. So it, it's really interesting how that all plays out. Well, I mean, here's what Trent Barrett had to say this week. I just want them to get used to winning again. And that's hard. And they've been, we've been in a hole for, for two or three years. And um, you forget how to win. And, you know, we've got some young blokes in there that I don't want them to forget what that feels like. And um, people don't see how hard they work and how hard they prepare. And um, we've got blokes in there who are probably prematurely being put into first grade through circumstance. And they're going to be better for it next year anyway. So get used to winning. Mm-hmm. So they won three games out of 24. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're going to get used to there. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that uh, might take them a while, Trent. That one. <laughs> well, I'm going, to try, I'm going to credit Adam Elliott here because, like, at least he scored. Like, at least he picked up Millie Boyle. Like, at least it was a positive for the club. <laughs> he, he's finished on a high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or has he? I don't know. I'd like them to become a fairy tale romance of rugby league. I really would. I want them to go on to become a power couple. And he could be there for her grand final wins and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, the doggies aren't winning anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> Well, comedian Julia Wilson is here once again to wrap up the week in sport. Welcome back to the Drunken Sober News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. First story, West Tigers, my team, losing to Wooden Spooners by one million points to nil. Not only did it cost me my self-esteem within my team, it also cost me a six-pack, which I thought was unlosable. How dare they not come ninth, which was actually taken by the Sharks on a countback, so I did actually feel okay about that because that's the best way for the Sharks not to get into the top eight. We also had a story about Nadia Bartel getting caught sniffing white powder off a plate at a party. First of all, your mates are sh- if they're filming you do that and secondly who is Nadia Bartel? Turns out she used to be married to a football player I've also never heard of when they got divorced she became an influencer congratulations to everybody involved we've reached peak society the part of this story that I found amazing was my relief at seeing the D in the word powder when I read the headline white powder scandal oh thank god it was just about cocaine let's see we also have Manly losing to Melbourne which I love the headline all week oh my god how we stop Tom Dravojevic. You tackle him. That's how you stop him. You just tackle him. It's pretty simple. Sucked in, Manly. We also had South's coach, Wayne Bennett, executing the best Jedi mind trick I've seen by preemptively accusing Penrith of cheating. I love it. He went and had a meeting with the NRL. That then got leaked, so he accused somebody else of leaking it. And if it turns out that he wins this game for his team by coaching them, by being the Jedi mind trick wonder of the world, and he leaked the story himself, it will be like the best game of Cluedo ever. And the championship went to Wayne Bennett's team. So it's Wayne Bennett in the press room with the cheating allegations. Cluedo! Well, once again, very excited. We have a Sydney stand-up comedian on the show. Used to be my old haunt. And we are joined by comedian Christina Van Look, who I've seen perform twice at the Bat and Ball. A very funny lady. Christina, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Christina, how's it How's it go? You're in Sydney, so you're obviously in lockdown at the moment. How, how's, how's it all going down there at the moment? Oh. It's, look, it's 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 still pretty grim. It's got boring. It's just we're, we're just so over it now. Um, you know, I'm tempted to make a model of Stonehenge out of toilet roll holders. Like it's just it's got to that stage. We're <laughs> <laughs> just so over it. Um, but there's little hints. There's little hints that we'll we'll get out soon. So. Christina, obviously we're a rugby league car, mm-hmm. uh, podcast, going to get jump straight into it. Now, you grew up in the Blue Mountains, I believe. Which NRL team did you grow up while while living in the Blue Mountains? Well, look, I don't want to brag, um, but I lived in Penrith for a little while. <laughs> that's not a brag. <laughs> Trust me, that's not a brag. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, of course, that was when I was about oh, 18, 19. And um, so, of course, I supported the Penrith Panthers because you had to. It was like you couldn't get a lease unless you signed support <laughs> the Penrith Panthers. Um, so, and, and that was kind of in there. That was in the late 80s. So, that was very much like the heyday. I can't remember what year they won the grand final. But, yeah, it was definitely the whole culture of the place was the Panthers. And um, actually, it was funny because when I spoke to you guys the other day, it, it just gave me this massive flashback. And I can remember being at a party in the late 80s, might have been 88, 89. And um, <clears throat> I can remember being at a party and having a passion dash with Mark Geyer. No wow. way. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Claim to fame. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, it was no big deal. Like, in the 80s, like, the late 80s, like, Mark Guy was, like, the local paper, the Penrith Press, like, barely yep. literate, but everywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, during lockdown, what are some of the hobbies you've been working on to pass the time, Christina? Oh, well, I've, I've developed lots of hobbies. One of the ones I've enjoyed every day is watching Gladys Big Sin Bin's daily briefings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. I was thinking the other day, though, like, I think when, when they announced the numbers and then they announce you know the, the people who have died of COVID the previous day which is very very sad obviously they've got to change the way they announce it because they keep saying and the victims were in their 70s 80s and 90s and it sounds like you know those radio stations where it's like the biggest hits from the 70s 80s and 90s? Like, you know death fm <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but she's she's canned it now. She's canned the daily briefings. She's had enough. Yes. So I don't know if she ran out of um, jackets with shoulder pads or something. Or <laughs> <just>. <laughs> but yourself, Christina, how how are how are you personally coping with uh, the lockdown situation? Um, well, look, you know, I've I've taken up drinking. So, you <laughs> nice. Know. Because you've got to have a hobby. And I thought, look, this is a great opportunity to do this. And um, so, you know, I'll admit I, I wasn't match fit at the start of it. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm making steady progress with the drinking. You know, it's like any sport. You know, it's it's commitment. It's consistency. Some nights I think, oh, look, I, I really don't want to. But then, you know, I've got to motivate myself and say, no, get off the couch, go to the fridge, open the wine like the winner you are. <laughs> and I, I, look, it's, it's going well. It's, it's going really well. Um, and I think, you know, once I reach that level of, of borderline alcoholic, um, I think I'll do the switch and become one of those really annoying people who give up alcohol and then they have to announce it on social media. Because <laughs> uh, it's not official. You know? it's, not, it's not official until it's social media f- yep. official. Oh, exactly. It's so annoying. And they're like, I used to drink every day. And I'm like, yeah, you used to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, Christina, is your form at the moment, would you be getting a run on in the A grade side or are you probably just in the reserves at the moment? Look, I think I'm in the reserves. Um, But, but, you know, I'm getting there. And I've got a great coach, Irish coach. Because, you know, (laughs) you've got to bring the experts in. So Dan Murphy's is on board. Oh, lovely. And uh, I think, yeah, it's... It's just all about that. So I think, you know, I'll definitely get there. And, and of course, the benefit of the drinking is, and I don't know if you've tried this yourself, but uh, drunk online shopping. No, no, no. Oh, you've got to try this. It's like, get your PayPal sorted, get on drunk online shopping. It is the best because you have no recollection of what you've ordered. 
and then the following week you just get all these little presents in the mail. It's Surprise. like it's, yeah, well, well, it's amazing. Got to ask then, Christina, what is the weirdest thing that either you ordered or the thing that's turned up that you absolutely cannot remember that you ordered? <laughs> Various, various things. Um, but, you know, uh, drunk Christina seems to know me quite well. I mean, pff, sober Christina didn't know that I needed a My Little Pony butt plug, but <laughs> I had a sinister thought then that, that we should actually send you a framed autographed Mark Goyer picture and make you think that you ordered that online. <laughs> that would be awesome. And Christina, where can people see some of your stuff? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, I have a, um, a Facebook page, uh, Christina Van Look Comedy, if they like me on that. I'll start updating that once we get gigs going again. Also got a website, uh, christinavanlook.com. And that, that will be, once we get started again, that will be updated and they'll be able to see where I'm performing around Sydney. Well, we hope that happens very soon and we wish you all the best with your comedy career. Oh, thank you so much. And, and thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Christina. The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about. Well, I guess we've got to get into our second nominee this week. And who's that, T-Dog? The New Zealand Warriors. Now, they played the Titans on the weekend. And other than the fan in the crowd who took his shirt off and he was quite overweight, he didn't care. He had that body positivity, and which was awesome. Which it was, was great. A, a feel-good story. Yeah. The Titans essentially got into the top eight and they've crowned themselves in, they've covered themselves in glory. Whereas the Warriors, lots of send-offs, couple of fights, like they've sort of covered themselves in shame here, haven't they? It, it's unfortunate because, so for the past two years, the Warriors have been essentially, or well, literally, living away from home. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a chance to fly back home, sleep in their own beds, you know. And we, we do appreciate it. As rugby league fans, we do appreciate the fact that they have been able to do this and kept the comp running. Yep. But their end was not a great look. And our mate Kane Evans, hey? (laughs) (laughs) So clearly he heard our podcast from a couple of weeks ago where we just roasted him. Yep. And he thought, I'm going to show these boys. Yep. And I'm not sure what he showed us, except for getting another 10 minutes in the bin. So there was essentially Reese Walsh was the guy who instigated the fight in the second half. Jazz Tavaga was basically binned. Uh, then you had Matt Lodge, who then stuck his finger oh, up. Finger gold. Up. <laughs> Kane Evans got his marching orders. Uh, so it ended up being 12 on 10 at one yeah, point. Yeah, it was seriously 12 on 10. Yeah, yeah. And for the Titans, who are now, I think when it comes to win-loss ratio, I think they sort of have the lowest score possible going into the finals. They're the lowest ranked team ever to actually make it into the top eight with their win-loss ratio. So for them, it was a fairy tale ending, but poor old warriors they um i mean look to be honest we've been calling for however long for the fights to come back so i loved seeing a a genuine punch on not a push and pull this was a genuine punch on and personally i quite liked matt lodge flipping off the crowd i thought that was funny so in one way i was actually a bit of a fan of what they did i I agree for years and years we as the rugby league hard men made fun of afl for their jersey punches yeah and what are we doing? Yeah. It's all hugs and kisses. and I actually think it's a worse look for the game than punching on. Okay. Yeah, I, I just think this whole – because there's no ramifications now. You get people running in and doing a bit of a shove and they run away and there's no square up anymore. I just, yeah. I, I just think this whole pushing, shoving is actually a worse look for the game. I agree. I, in fact, I'll go a step further. I think the NRL are to blame because they made Kane Evans take his tape off his wrist because if they hadn't, we would have seen someone get folded. Yeah. <laughs> 
Make sure you check us out on Facebook at The Drunken Sober Chronicles. And later in the show, Wally Sattler is going to be joining us. And uh, he's got a bit of an apology to make for his previous segment. A bit of dementia happening there with Wally, we think. But anyway, we'll get to that soon. So a little bit of a different story this week, something that's very positive, was Manly paying out the contract of Keith Titmus. Now, do you know much about it? Yeah, I do. Well, first of all, I want to say kudos to Manly because... They are the league's probably most hated team, let's face it. Okay. Yeah, are you, you going to disagree with that one? I, I can't disagree with you. I just had my natural reaction. Oh, to that Melbourne that I Storm. Hate Melbourne, you know, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so uh, Keith Titmus was a, a player for Manly and pre-season training November last year. Uh, finished the session, uh, complained of cramps and um, collapsed and, mm. and unfortunately died. Yeah. Which is just a terrible story. You know, an elite athlete just training and yeah. collapsed and died. So, Manly, I, I'd imagine after all the legal ramifications, I suppose, settle and they work out cause of death and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Manly have decided to pay out his contract to his family, which I'd say kudos to Manly. It's a lovely gesture. Yeah. And as you say, and I want to defend Manly here in that they would have to wait a particular amount of time before they could sort of rectify this situation. They didn't have to do this. They made that choice. So, you know, hats off to them. Yep. It is, you know, a really touching gesture and perhaps one that didn't get as much fanfare as it should have. Obviously, in the finals at the moment, everyone's really focused on that. But you don't really often hear too many of sort of like touching stories like this. And I think this was a genuine gesture. And as you say, kudos to Manly. I think it was a really great thing. Are you saying the media actually haven't focused on a positive story? I know. Uh, there was a couple of positives in it, though. Obviously, uh, Manly being Manly, they took care of this situation as they do, but they made sure that they transferred the funds electronically because <laughs> they weren't going to cross the street to the bank, were they? Yeah, no, exactly right. Viewers, I need to apologise to you regarding last week's show. Well, I thought I was reminiscing about a timeless classic and a particularly violent league game from 1967 between the Sea Eagles and the Western Suburbs Magpies. Anyways, uh, the point is, due to a side effect of uh, my brain medication, I didn't reminisce about a league game I was... Just remembering the plot from uh, the 1987 futuristic classic The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, you see, if you get that and you mix it in with COVID, with climate change, with two-point field goals, and the many, many heavy blows that I've taken to my head way before we knew what CTE... And uh, I took a ton of brain trauma back in the 70s. And my doctors have told me that that's all the more reason why the Roadrunner and Scooby-Doo Dennis Hang Pinball Tea Leaves in Rhodesia. I'm Wally Sattler. The Dummy M with Vero and T-Dog. Brought to you by www.drunkensoberchronicles.com. When you're on Spotify, make sure you give us a follow. We would very much appreciate that. And you can check in every week and see who the biggest dummy of the week is. All right, T-Dog, who is our third Dummy M nominee this week? Paul Green. Right. The coach of the Queensland Maroons? Well, the former 
coach of the Queensland Maroons. Okay. All right. Well, I know they were talking about it on NRL 360, some people questioning his decision. Paul Green is quoted saying, after much consultation and discussion post the Origin Series, both the QRL and I have decided to move in different directions. Has Paul Green made the right choice? And what does it reveal about Greeny's ambitions to be an NRL coach? Well, it tells you that he wants to be an NRL coach and the Origin job was not where he wanted to be. I, I can understand... Queensland wanting to do this because they've now had three coaches in three years. They need stability. They need to start building the future. You can't have someone come in for three games and if he gets an NRL job down the track, he wants to go in a different direction. I, I just think I, I can understand why they wanted to do this and I can see why he wanted to do it. You think it's a good decision? It's an interesting one because you think back to Origin where your Mighty Blues took out the series 2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Game 1 and Game 2 were a hammering. Yep. And there was talk about the culture Greeny not sort of owning the locker room and and them finding it really hard um, to adapt to his style of coaching. To me, it is interesting because you're literally coaching three games a year mm. and you're choosing the best players available and you're not really doing any coaching. Yeah. You're getting them together to try and bond. I would have thought that would be a much, much easier gig than coaching NRL. I mean, look yeah. what happened. What Look at how much... Michael Maguire has aged since coaching yeah. the, the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could literally get a pension, a discount card. Like he looks so old. He's not even fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's easily aged him ten years. Yes, and, and just physically, absolutely. The thing about Paul Green, though, I've got to say, is because uh, I didn't know much about him, but he was formerly with the Cowboys, and his track record there wasn't brilliant. So I know a, a friend of mine, Naomi, who's a, a diehard Cowboys fan. She was initially like saying, "Why is this guy the Queensland coach?" She couldn't understand the concept. I would imagine, though, that after you've lost a series that, and you, if you're still living in Queensland, that it would be a tough go. Like, I'd imagine his local pub would only serve him Fosters. Like, yeah. I just think people wouldn't talk to him. Yeah. You know, he'd basically just be booed everywhere he went. So I could understand on that personal level that you'd sort of get jack of that. But to go with what you're saying about the actual role of the coach, I remember listening to Gordon Tallis talk one time live, and he was saying that Wayne Bennett didn't teach him a single thing about rugby league. Whereas at that level, does he need that? No, what they need is the, the media to be contained and they need that, uh, as you say, the, the locker culture. He needs to be a motivator. So it's not necessarily coaching and coming up with a strategy. It's really about just, as you say, get, getting the team to bond. But he's now made a choice which is going to be infinitely harder, which is doing it for 26 weeks as opposed to three games a year with your finest players. Yeah, it, people have short memories, b I want to take you back to... Ivan Cleary. Mm. So Ivan Cleary, this is his second stint at the Panthers. He yep. was actually sacked first yeah. time around because yep. he had a uh, less than 50% winning record. And mm. his record before taking over this current Panthers side isn't great. Yeah. So he's kind of inherited. I mean, the Panthers were heading this way anyway. He's mm. inherited a good side and now they're reaping the benefits. So, yeah, Paul Green's coaching record wasn't amazing. I don't know what his intentions are. That He's been linked to the Tigers. Yep. I, don't, I can't see that ending too positive for him mm. based on how they're travelling at the moment. Yep, yep. So I really don't know what he's, what he's thinking, to be honest. I know he's been interviewed. Apparently they're, you know, one side saying that they went in different directions. Paul Green didn't want to commit long-term, whereas the QRL were looking for a long-term coach. Yep. And that seemed to be a bit of the argument. There's also this this chat out there that you can't coach club and origin. Yep. I don't know. Like, Mel Meninga did it and did it for so long. And everyone just went, well, that's the blueprint. Let's just do that. Right. 
I just, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on that. Mm. I know well, you're going to bring up Craig Bellamy. I, I know exactly where Craig. you're going. I, I know, totally I know where you're Craig. going. Oh my uh, God, he's the best coach ever. He's a horrible Origin coach. Horrible, horrible. But okay, I, look, I think he's made the wrong decision. But of course, it's his decision. So good luck to him. But I will say, it's, we'll say it's terrible news for us for New South Wales because he was great for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got our three nominees in, and of course, we always put it out on our Facebook page at The Drunken Sober Chronicles, and we get our listeners to give us a little bit of their insight. And Madigan has said, Kane Evans and Matt Lodge get an equal nomination this week. Justin has said, Paul Green for thinking another team will take him with his track record. <laughs> Brendan has said, the boys from Tigertown, and probably Madge for thinking that they were going to show up for him. And lastly, Adrian has uh, taken a bit of a swipe at our premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, referring to her as Gestapo, saying, holding the population of Queensland to ransom. But of course, T-Dog, you are the person who makes this decision. So who is our dummy M winner this week? Well, as we discussed, it can't be the boys from the Warriors. We actually appreciated what they did. So. Oh, Matt Lodge, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely not them. Yep. Uh, given the bludger of the year they've had it's and the way they have finished just overnight, it's, yep. it's the Bulldogs, the 2021 Bulldogs. I've got to say that they certainly deserve it because I don't think they should have fired Adam Elliott. Like, what did he do? He hooked up with a chick in a bathroom and kissed her, and then he got escorted out with his shirt off. I mean, years ago, that would have been considered soft. He would have actually been paid out because it really was a nothing moment, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think they definitely deserve it because he shouldn't have been fired. I'm not saying he maybe deserved to stay with his current form, but I think they sort of made a big deal about nothing there. Again, I really want a fairy tale romance. I want Adam and Millie to be the next big power couple. Do you reckon we could try and get one of them on the show? Probably not Millie. She's probably more famous than him now. <laughs> but then again, he's unemployed now, isn't no, that's he? That's right. He's probably looking for something to do. <laughs> there you go. Well, the Dummy M team element has come to a close. And T-Doc, you've done a fantastic job. And I do want to thank you for all your hard work of keeping all the numbers happening. And at the end of last week, it was pretty much looking like the Raiders were going to take this out. Okay? They were way in front. But one team that just has been tenacious, that hasn't given up all year is the Bulldogs, and they've just had dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. And we've discovered yesterday that Adam Elliott has been fired, which, according to the rules we came up with, is a 12-point bonus. And what seems to have happened is, at the last minute, we have a new winner. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on that? Yes. Well, you're spot on there, B-Ro. Um, the Raiders, we were sending them the trophy. Yep. You know, they were done. They were done and dusted. And then Adam Elliott appears, yep. and the Bulldogs... Gave him the axe, which means the Bulldogs leapfrog from second into first and beat the Raiders by one point. Wow. Okay, now I paid out early. I gave the winning stubby cooler to the Raiders, to Beck. I've already paid it out. Oh, do I need to start calling you sports bet? Yeah, I've paid out early. Yeah. I have made that mistake. But we actually now have the winner of the Dummy M team competition on the line right now. We have Barnsley with the Bulldogs. How are you, buddy? Hello. How are you? Very well, mate. Congratulations. At the last minute, yesterday it was the Raiders. This morning it's the Bulldogs. You've won the Dummy M. How does it feel? Yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, as I understand it, it's something to do with dogs. Is that right? <laughs> you, you had the Bulldogs. They're a football team. I know when I called you and I said you'd never have to do anything, I thought at least you'd listen to our show once. So I've obviously made that mistake there, Barnsley. So you had a football team and you won the whole competition, which means you've won a stubby oh. cooler. 
a stubby caller. Yep. You remember, Biro, when uh, we uh, we talked about me joining this uh, competition, you said that uh, I wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> no, uh, exactly. And now, oh. and now I've, I've answered a telephone call <laughs> and I get a stubby holder. Uh, I've got to say, I, I'm, I'm most impressed. Barnsey, like for weeks now, because the Bulldogs have been slowly creeping, B-Row has been telling me, Barnsey, when he was sold this, he just didn't want to do anything. Now, I am picturing you sitting on the couch, watching some telly, possibly a beer in the hand, and you've had to, you've looked at your phone in disgust <laughs> when B-Row rang. Am I right? Yes, yeah, and at an ungodly hour as well, I, I, I must say. I mean, is it 12 o'clock or something? <laughs> 12 p.m., that's right. <laughs> Mate, congratulations. What are you going to do with your stubby cooler? What's the first beverage you're going to put in it? I'd say a good target beer, I think. Yeah, okay. okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Now, now, Barnsley, I know that you work in the legal profession. You are, in fact, a prosecutor. Do you think now that you've won with the Bulldogs that maybe you might start following their careers a little bit further and possibly actually start to represent some of them? <laughs> yes. I, I, I was familiar with some of their uh, uh, off uh, field antics a few years back, but then I stopped following them. But now I've got the stubby holder. Um, you know, that, that might rekindle a bit of interest there. If I do leave the public prosecutor, I, I'll, I'll represent any of those fine men. <laughs> I can see you going down to the local sports store today and buying a Bulldogs jersey. I, I can just see it. Yes, yes. Um, if only I could. I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. You're in lockdown yeah. too. Everyone we speak to is in oh, lockdown. It's yeah, crazy. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, we're free up here, Barnsley, yeah. in Queensland. We, we can do whatever we want. Ah, oh, you lucky bastards. <laughs> Mate, congratulations. And we uh, definitely got to get you to send us a picture of you enjoying a beer with that stubby cooler so we can put it on Facebook, even though you had no idea what the competition <laughs> was about. We appreciate you taking the call today. That's fine. If anyone knows about dummies, it's Biro and T Dog. Brought to you by thedrunkensoberchronicles.com. Well, T-Dog, we've already revealed who the winner is. We've had a conversation with Marnsey, well done to the Bulldogs. But I guess we should just do a quick recap of what was the top five in the Dummy M team element of the competition this year? Well, before we get there, I think we've got to do a shout-out to the Wooden Spooner. <laughs> <laughs> My wife. Yeah. So the Wooden Spooner is probably something that you actually want to get in terms of this competition. Absolutely. So, Kath, I know you're listening. Well done. You finished with the Wooden Spoon, the Rabbitohs, on 46 points all the way down the bottom. So... Uh, I'm sure you're pretty happy about that. I have been told when we go shopping later today after we do this show that I do have to buy her a wooden spoon. So. Oh, and get a photo with that, please, and put it up on the page. Oh, done. Yeah, done. Yeah. Yep. So we've actually had another big mover uh, recently this week. So once again, one of our topics a couple of weeks ago was Josh Dugan. Yep. So he was actually axed by Cronulla mm. uh, two days ago. Yep. And therefore has earned Cronulla 12 points. Mm. So they've jumped from 13th to 5th. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 13th to 5th. So Jono... Your Sharks ended up in fifth on 73 points. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Ricky's Dragons ended up on fourth. Yes, I'm so proud they made the top four. Yeah, they okay. did. Yeah, and, and that means they get two chances, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they've ended up on 78 points. And then uh, his third is Collins with the Roosters on 82. And as we previously mentioned, Bex Raiders... 94 Yep. in second place and one point ahead. Adam Elliott, you beauty, you've come home late, uh, is Barnsley's Bulldogs on 95. Well done to everyone who played. And again, that's the end of that for now. Like essentially we were just trying to figure out how could we get a competition going that we could get lots of people involved. Yes. So that element of the show now sort of disappears. Yes. We're still sticking with the format of the three dummies a week. And in fact, when we get to the off season, it's just going to roll into different sports. Worldwide sports. We're going to look into everything. We might even look into curling, 
log throwing, yep. truck catching, whatever yep. we can, we're looking at it. Absolutely. And speaking of sport, tomorrow afternoon, we are actually travelling from Gladstone in central Queensland up to Rockhampton in central Queensland, where we're going to watch the Eels take on the Knights. Eels being my team and the Knights being my wife's team. But you are going to join us, T-Dog? Yes, I, I, you threw out the invite and I, I must admit, I did toss and turn a little bit because I don't support either team. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I haven't watched a live league game in so long. Mm. And just being up the road, you know, a finals game in a regional area, I thought, no, nah, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. Uh, so I am going to be jumping on the Eels bandwagon. Yeah, Brendan, I can hear you while you're listening to this podcast. I uh, got a shirt off B-Row today. I'll be wearing my Eels shirt tomorrow. Well, B-Row's a Eels shirt. So I'll be supporting the Eels. I'm keen to watch. I, I, yep. I'm really interested in seeing how this game is going to play out because yep. to me at the moment, there really isn't a clear winner. Uh, I definitely am not looking forward to the car ride home. Okay. L- let me just prefix that with... My wife's not really a fan of the Knights. I think she was just attracted to Andrew Johns. Oh, okay. And so I think once Andrew Johns retired, that was the end of it. She doesn't watch any games. She really doesn't follow it outside of her footy tipping at her work. So, yeah, I guess when I say she's a Knights fan, she's kind of a faux Knights fan. More so than our listener, Brendan, who changes from team to team. <laughs> Uber fan, I think, is the, the term he wants us to use. That's not, right, yes. Not, not bandwagoner. Um, but yes. So I'm going to be a para-Uber fan tomorrow okay, okay. awesome yeah, yeah. awesome and yeah so look if they lose i won't be too upset and if my wife's teams if they lose i don't think she'll be too upset so i think the car ride home will be fun we'll do a little bit of recording oh, as absolutely well. we're going to do a bit of recording up there surely yep. we can talk to some of the other jabronis in yeah. the crowd get some opinions yep. we'll cut it up put it on next week's show surely yeah now what's your prediction I am going to back the Eels. Okay. Yes, they'll be back to their full strengths. Or I don't know if Fergo's playing. Is that full strength? (laughs) And Wonga Blake. (laughs) That's us at 75%, I think. I think I've actually just got to go along and work out how to become a professional footballer and get paid half a million dollars and just stand around. Doing not, nothing. Not be on the wing. Yeah, the, on the wing, yeah, 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 exactly right. I'm, um, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going with the Eels. I am going to go with the Eels. Um, Eels by 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely going to go with the Eels, not because they're my team, but I think they've still got that. If we win tomorrow, they're going to then get that extra bit of hope out of us for when we lose the following week. So <laughs> as an Eels fan, that's the journey that we go on. And our hopes got up when we beat Melbourne. And if we can beat them tomorrow, which, you know, I think hope-wise... That's the history of our club. And then we'll get into the finals and we'll be one step away. We'll be one step away and we'll just be soul destroyed. Yeah. So that's the journey of being an Eels fan. Well, let's uh, we'll definitely capture that in the car ride home on the way back. And it'll be interesting to see B-Row actually come half-time whether you decide to get on the source or not, <laughs> <laughs> seeing how the Parramatta Eels are going. So we could have two sides of our recordings. <laughs> that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> Well, it's going to be a great afternoon. Now, you have yourself a fantastic week, buddy. Uh, anything big planned this week? No, no. we're just uh, one week away from school holidays. Yep. So sort of on the countdown, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll be seeing you in about 24 hours uh, for the car ride up to Rocky and the, the match tomorrow afternoon. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. It, it'll be fun either way. You know, we don't play for sheep stations. No. So, you know, Kath and I are going to have a laugh about it. Oh, and we've got two guys joining us too. Yes, we two have. Two other guys. Jono, the sexiest man alive from Emerald in 2008. And again, I will tell you this story one day. We'll get 
get him on the show. Very funny story. Jono's going to be there, his mate Rower. They're coming down from Mackay. So it's their turn to drive five hours down, watch the Eels play, hopefully win this time and drive back. But yeah, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So until then, we have been contacted by a new sponsor who's heard all about the Dummy M, all about the shenanigans that go on. And they think they've got a bit of a solution about how to get these players to behave. So let's check it out. With players' fines exceeding $1 million this year, it's time for a new approach by the NRL to control their players. Forget fines, forget contract cancellations, and forget public shaming, as none of these seem to have any effect. What the NRL needs is to get tough, and no one is tougher than a boarding school nanny. That's why the Dummy M is here to solve the problem with its latest suggestion, NRL nannies. Goodness. What is the meaning of this? This place looks like a football locker room. It is. Ow! Silence, Mr. Munster. You will speak when spoken to. But... Ouch! Listen up. I am boarding school nanny Spinster Poppins, and I have been charged with cleaning up your act. Now sit up straight. Stand to attention. Clean up your lockers. Hurry, children. Now, now, now. Oh, can I ask a question, Spinster Poppins? Ow! You most certainly cannot. All right, let's go over the new rules. No alcohol, no fraternisation, no more COVID breaches. You will be in bed and lights out at eight o'clock sharp. And most of all, no more silly haircuts. Dylan Bryan, I'm looking at you. Aww. And another thing, hand over all your phones as all electronic communication will now pass through me. Let's see. No, 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 delete. No. Oh, I'll just keep that one for later. No, delete, delete. Really, boys, it's time to grow up. Yes, Spinster Poppins. NRL nannies solving all the problems with a stern glare and a meter ruler. But... Mr Munster. If I didn't know any better, I swear you enjoy being hit by a lady. What? No, but maybe just give me a few more for good measure? And can I call you mummy while you do it? Oh, all right then. 